Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of April 2nd through April 8th, 2012. Vulnerability activity for the period was slightly decreased from previous periods. Highlights for the period include security advisories and updates from Oracle for Kerberos, HP for multiple products, GhostScript, uh, and Vincent's Wonderware and other products, IBM and Google for the Chrome browser. Microsoft released the Security Bulletin Advanced Notification for April 2012. The monthly release will include six security bulletins, four that are rated critical and two that are, are rated important by Microsoft. The announced security bulletins list Windows, uh, Internet Explorer, Office, SQL Server, and Forefront as impacted. The security bulletins will be released publicly on April 10th, 2012. Cisco will pr provide detailed analysis and reporting of the Microsoft release, including the correlated Cisco security intelligence and updates in the event response on the Cisco Security Intelligence Operations website. Cisco released a security advisory that included three buffer of overflow vulnerabilities in the Cisco WebEx recording format player, the WebEx Cisco product security advisory, corresponding IntelliShield alert, and associated IPS signatures are available on the Cisco Security Intelligence Operations website. Threat and vulnerability activity continues to focus on Java products. Mozilla added security uh, controls to check for and prevent the use of a vulnerable version of Java in the Firefox browser. There's widely reported exploit activity associated with exploitation of a Java vulnerability in Mac OS X, uh, a Trojan malware named Flashback, and multiple variations have reportedly infected an estimated 600,000 Mac OS X systems. The flashback Trojan has been known for over a year, but this latest variation exploits a new but known Java vulnerability that was reported in the Oracle February 2012 critical product update. Apple released a security update for Mac OS X to fix the Java vulnerability during this period. Sources reported the first identification of an Android bootkit malicious code, uh, DKF bootkit. The bootkit can be included with legitimate Android applications. Uh, the bootkit requires root-level privileges to execute properly and will likely be enclosed uh, with utility-type applications that would run with that kind of permission. The anonymous group turned its attention to China, defacing a reported 500 Chinese government-related websites during the period. IntelliShield published 101 events last week. 42 new events, and 59 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the legal risk management category. India's Telecom Commission approved the offering of voice over IP services throughout the country. 
The decision will reportedly go into effect this month and likely coincide with service provider VoIP deployments across the country. The commission cited improving affordability as a primary cause behind the decision. This news may come as a bit of a surprise considering that India has long been a large consumer of network and mobile mobile services. The commission reported concern over the readiness of the service providers to deploy uh, voice over IP services and legal licensing issues for the delays in deployments. India currently has VoIP services, but services are limited to calls to uh, phones within India. The deployment of VoIP services is part of a larger plan to provide broadband service uh, across the country by 2020. And like most countries, broadband plans are increasingly considered a necessary service by governments. And next, in the trust risk management category, an excerpt from training materials for the California U.S. District Attorneys Association raised speculation that Apple has the ability to circumvent device passcodes on iPhones and presumably iPads. The specific language that's suggested for use by law enforcement cite examples for both Apple and Android devices. While Apple hasn't publicly commented on whether they have an undisclosed method to override passcodes for iOS, there's an agreement amongst uh, experts that this probably is not the case. Uh, What is likely, however, is that the majority of end users who do set a passcode on their iPhones use a four-digit numeric code, which can be overridden by so-called brute force attacks with relative ease uh, by hackers and law enforcement alike. The relative simplicity of a four-digit numeric code is the default level of complexity if a user chooses to set a passcode on the device. Setting a more complex passcode requires additional steps. As with any device for which the security of its contents is desired, employing a more complex passcode increases the difficulty of circumventing its security. The trade-off continues to be ease of quick access versus data protection. Policies that state minimal levels of complexity and ease of use should be regularly reviewed and adjusted as more sophisticated methods to bypass passcodes emerge. And finally, in the identity risk management category, the U.S. Federal Trade Commission has released a final report on digital consumer privacy issues. The name of the game is Do Not Track because the focus of the report, which was commented on by more than 450 companies, is on supporting Do Not Track programs, uh, constructs such as the Do Not Track browser header um, and advocacy for privacy legislation. Moreover, the FTC fully supports the Do Not Track flag, which will inform companies via the web browser that an individual does not want to be tracked. In addition, support for rights groups such as the Digital Advertising Alliance and uh, the World Wide Web Consortium uh, is a priority as the FTC seeks to foster the communication needed to strengthen the program, uh, the focus on do not track and educate society. The mere mention of more than 450 companies providing comments to the FTC speaks loudly to the security arena and specifically to society's focus and outlook on privacy. Uh, Work will need to continue in the space because a great deal of improvement is needed. 
However, the efforts to support programs and solutions for Do Not Track should alert everyone that privacy is a major issue and concern. The administration providing a privacy white paper that supports the Do Not Track effort, uh, W3C's ongoing support, and now the FTC bringing attention to those groups, including itself, is a key indication that privacy concerns are mounting. The FTC and other industry figures are becoming authoritative entities from which privacy policies and regulations will be crafted. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com go SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening and stay safe.